Welcome to the James Exchange. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In this episode, part three of the 2022 Town of Scottsville election, write-in candidates Bill Heisen and Stuart Munson participated. Mr. Heisen chose to submit a statement via email, which I read. Participants were pre-recorded and asked the same five questions, which they received in advance. The election is this coming Tuesday, November the 8th. Town residents who live in Albemarle County will vote at the Scottsville Elementary School, and those in Fluvanna will vote at Antioch Church. With this said, here we go. Bill Heisen and Stuart Munson. Bill Heisen, in his words. I am currently serving as a town councillor but because of an administrative error, I was unable to get my name listed on the election ballot. So I am running as a write-in candidate. Here is a little background on me and my involvement in our community. In 1986, my wife and I moved to Scottsville, and from that time we have experienced town floods, the building of the levee, the installation of historic streetscape, and the addition of several town parks. We raised our family here, and we think Scottsville is a great place to live. It is a small, personable, walkable, and rural with many civic organizations and fine businesses all rooted in the community. My professional life has been in the field of education, working with troubled youth. Within the local community, I have coached Scottsville youth basketball and soccer, helped develop some local parks, served on the town's planning commission, and currently help coordinate the local food pantries. I am running for town council because I want to improve our local government. There are three areas in particular that I would like to see improved. The town website, maintenance of our streetscape and parks, and oversight of the town budget. I have brought these concerns to the government services committee that I sit on as town councillor, and together we are working on these very projects. Our committee is working to improve the town's website to include up-to-date meeting minutes, public announcements, and an up-to-date event calendar so that the community can be better informed. We are also trying to ensure the care of our streetscape, public facilities, and parks. And lastly, we are reviewing, advising, and providing oversight of the town budget. It's a great group of community members who serve on this committee, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Looking ahead at projected town growth, I think the town needs to proceed thoughtfully, recognizing that we have 19th century streets, a town staff of two, only one maintenance person, a small police department, and a limited budget. Currently, 36 houses are in the works to be built on Bird Street, which have some impact on the neighborhood. The proposed additional 205 apartments in the former tire plant will further burden the area and not necessarily benefit our town, as it would rapidly double the town's population. As a person who cares about our community, and from my many conversations with those who live here, we want to see the character of our small historic town preserved. Since the building of the levee in the 1980s, much effort and investment has gone into revitalizing our town, and it's been done with small steps because that's how a small town does. 
I want to see our town continue to grow slowly, thoughtfully, and to prosper and continue to be a safe, walkable place for families and dog walkers. And I want to see that we take care of what we have right here. I am here today with Stuart Munson, who is doing a write-in campaign for the town council election. So welcome, Stuart. Thanks so much for having me, Nancy. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to you and let people know uh, about my candidacy. Okay, so I am asking the same five questions of candidates, whether they're on the ballot or they're right in. So the first question is, what is driving you to be on town council? Well, I've previously served on town council and really enjoyed the opportunity to serve and um, to represent the people of Scottsville. I had to, uh, I just retired in the, in the spring and left for an extended off the grid kayak trip in Canada. So had to resign my position and now hoping to be able to regain it back again and pick up where I left off. Also, I just want to mention that I love Scottsville. I mean, this is a great place to live. It's got so much history and the people are so welcoming and friendly. Uh, in fact, I remember one of my favorite stories about Scottsville is that I was walking back from the food line one night after it was dark and the uh, car sort of slowed down and stopped. And I was prepared to have somebody yell at me for you know walking on the streets after dark. And, and a woman, but she uh, rolled down the window and she said, you know, you have to be careful along here. There's snakes. Take this flashlight <laughs> and, and, uh, and get home safely. And I mean, that's just the kind of people that live here. They're just really wonderful, caring people. And, and it was a, a pleasure for me to be able to help and give back into the, the community in some way. Question number two, are you a team player or do you see yourself as a lone wolf? Oh, uh, definitely a team player. You know, I think democracy only works if we listen to each other and we're we're willing to compromise with each other. Yeah, you know, I have my own opinions about about things, but as a represented official, I think it's really critical to listen to those people that I represent and keep an open mind. I mean, there's been several issues that I've gone into with an opinion, and after having listened to people at town hearings. Um, and just talking to people on the street, I've changed my mind about them. And, you know, I don't know all the answers to everything. And it's really important that I you know, listen and, and keep an open mind. And I think if I'm elected as a representative of the people, that's what I need to be. I'm not here to impose my will on this the, the town. Um, and you can't do that unless you're a team player. Besides, you know, motions pass in uh, in town council by a majority. And uh, unless I'm a team player and can build consensus, then we don't get anything passed. Question number three. I changed this one up just a little bit. So the question is this, what are you willing to do to ensure the town is welcoming to newcomers and visitors while being respectful of our business owners? I would like to add to the welcoming of newcomers and visitors to those born in Scottsville and the long-term residents. That's one of the, the key issues that's facing the town going forward. Unfortunately, the town is not currently financially self-sufficient. So the only reason that we were able to have a balanced budget this fiscal year was that we, we were given COVID money from the federal government that we were able to use to, to fill that stock gap. We're going to have to figure out some way to raise some more money in order to just maintain the police and 
and the levees and the infrastructure that we need to to keep the town viable. And at the same time, we need to, it's really important to keep our small town character and our historical character. Growth involves traffic issues. It involves people from out of town with different opinions coming in and sort of changing the the flavor of the town to some extent. We need to support our current residents and we need to figure out, I think, ways to, to bring so, a few more people into town. I think there's a couple of ways that we can do that. The first is, again, to listen to, to our residents. Currently, uh, considering rezoning the factory to uh, residential from its current industrial zoning. And that's going to bring a lot of people into town. And that's going to bring more traffic. It's going to bring more bodies on the street. But I think it's going to also bring some um, vitality to the town. And one thing that I would like to, to see is a little bit more energy in town, more people, more kids in the school and people in churches and things like that. So I think it's important to figure out ways to encourage people to visit town and to patronize our businesses and our restaurants, which are a major source of, of income for the town, um, that being uh, meal taxes. But at the same time, keep that small town character. I mean, that's why I moved here. That's what I love about this place. I don't want to give that away. But I think we also need to make the town a little bit more viable sort of in terms of its vibrancy and its, and its financial status. So I think there's a couple of things to answer your question. I think there's a couple of things that we can do. I'm currently uh, working with the town to develop a, a Scottsville walking map. So I think there's a huge untapped market of people visiting from Charlottesville to walk their dogs and get out of town for the day and poke around. And we have the Levy Walk. We have Van Cleef Walk. We've got the Scan Walk. We've got a historic uh, walking tour map. You know, we've got lots of things for people to do when they come down here for the day. People just don't know about those. So I think it's it's important to make that information available both in terms of some kind of a, or information you can pick up when you get here, and also a place that you can get it. So uh, we tried uh, having a an information center, and that was a great idea. It's just trying to get that manned all the time is really hard to do. So if we could set up something on a much smaller scale, say outside of town office with brochures about the businesses in town and a walking map and things like that that people could come in drop in whenever they showed up here and were looking for something to do and all of a sudden it would be there and they could just pick it um, i think that would be really huge and i think also one of the biggest things we can do to be welcoming to newcomers is to offer them an affordable place to live we don't have any affordable housing here really to speak of and what we do is very, very limited. And I think it's important that the people who work here are able to live here. You know, those are the folks that we want to we want to be accommodating to those people. And also people who are, are not professors at UVA to be able to find an affordable place to live here. And that's something that I like about, about the factory conversion proposal is that it does provide for a 10 years of affordable housing. Um, and I think that's the only way we're going to get any affordable housing in Scottsville. I, when I was on council, I, I looked into ways to put some kind of a clause into the special use permit for Bird Street rezoning. And the only thing I could come up with was, you know, the town buys the land and sells it to Habitat Humanity. And, you know, and then we know that there's going to be affordable housing built there. But that obviously is not feasible. We don't have the money for it, nor do we really have the, the skill set or the infrastructure to do that. So having the opportunity to have somebody come in and, and offer these, you know, offer 20 or 30 apartments at affordable rates for 10 years, I think is really critical and important. Question number four. Do you think 
We should have a conversation about business owners in the town, but do not reside here, having voting rights. Now, the caveat to this is we know state code and Dylan's rule restrict this, but think outside the box. I think you, know, you made a good point, you know, we, I, that state code doesn't allow us to do that. So I don't think there's a lot of point in beating our heads against the wall trying to figure a way around that. But I also know that businesses are critical to the vibrancy and viability of the town. We need to support them. And I've spent a lot of time just talking to business owners up and down Valley Street and uh, and Main Street, finding out what's important to them, what the town can do to support them. Um, a lot of which is you know, figuring out parking and, and those sorts of things. But I think the thing that we can do as a town to better understand and include their concerns and act on them ultimately is to have more input into the, the planning cycle of the town. You know, we have uh, we have public hearings on anything that we're going to we're going to we're considering voting on. And oftentimes, word doesn't get out about those. We can get more input from businesses in the planning process, then we can better support them. And arguably, that is almost more influential than having voting rights, I think. And the fifth and last question, where do you see the town in 20 years? Well, I think the, the town is going to be what we make it. In 20 years. And as I said earlier, you know, I, I'm not running for a dictator of Scottsville. Um, I'm running for a seat on the council. So it's not kind of up to me to, to make those decisions. But what I'd like to see in town personally is is more more vibrancy, more people in town. I'd like to see more, you know, kids at the events in the libraries. I'd like to see more people in our churches. You know, I'd like to see greater attendance in schools because there's more people here to do that. We've tried to offer a lot of activities here in town. Um, we have a lot of very committed and creative people coming up with events that uh, there's just not that many people to attend them. So, you know, we've tried outdoor movies, we've tried music events, we've tried, you know, all sorts of things like that. And they're really great ideas. And the people who come, who are residents, really enjoy them. There just aren't that many of them. So it's hard to get a critical mass big enough to, to keep those things going. So I'd like to see a few more people. I don't want to become Crozet. I could have, if I wanted to live in Crozet, I would have done that already. And I don't want this to become Crozet. But I would like to see a little bit more civic vibrancy in town, a few more people. I'd also like to see traffic better managed. I think we know where a lot of the problems are. We just haven't taken the time to solve them yet. And I think that uh, doing that can alleviate a lot of the concern that people have about potentially having more people and also just making it safer to come out of Bird Street onto Valley is, you know, occasionally it's, it's, uh, it can be difficult to do that. And there's, we know what we need to do to fix that. We just need to do it. And finally, I'd like to see the town be self-sufficient, financially self-sufficient somehow. That's a really gnarly problem. So uh, we have had a real estate tax in the past, which we eliminated because we thought we were going to get more development out on the east side. And that development didn't happen. And so arguably, that's part of the problem that we are, we're having now is we haven't been able to figure out how to make up that that difference. And, and that's what we're going to need to figure out how to do. Um, we started tackling this problem in the last council session. We have a lot of tools. There's not really a good answer to that. You know, 
I really appreciate not having a real estate tax in Scottsville because I own a, a house here. I don't know if that's the answer or not. I don't know if increasing the the uh, current taxes on meals and deposits in our banks and and cigarettes are, or tobacco or is a way, or we need to come out with some other way of tax, or we need to start cutting things. Um, and I don't know. It concerns me about having to cut back any of the basic maintenance that we have on the town here. I don't want to cut police. I don't want to cut levy maintenance. I don't want to cut, you know, our, just our grounds maintenance um, here either. So it's a tough problem. Um, and I don't know what the answer to that is yet. And that's why I'm, I'm encouraging more people to get involved in to help us figure this out, you know, keeping in mind that everybody's not, every, everybody's not going to get everything that they want. But uh, I think if we can, we can get together and talk in a civil way, we can figure it out. So yeah, so that's where I'd like to structure. I'd like to see the town go. But again, I'm not, you know, that's just my opinion. That was the last question. And thank you, Stuart, for participating in this series of podcasts. And we'll see what happens in November. Okay. Well, thank you again for this chance. And I encourage everybody to get out there and vote for whoever you're going to vote for. But voting is important. And I hope you will consider writing me in for town council. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. To wrap up, there are five candidates running for three spots on town council, and they will serve until 2026. This is a four-year term. And the candidates on ballot are Dan Gritzko and Meredith Hines, and the write-in candidates, Austin Bissett, Bill Heisen, and Stuart Munson. As always, if you have a song, a story, an issue, or you just want to have a conversation, contact me.